the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from an empty tomb. God's grace, God's mercy, God's peace. You may be seated. Two verses, 1 Corinthians 15. 14th verse. If Christ has not been raised from the dead... The preaching that we've done is useless, and your faith is useless as well. And then so that we understand quite frankly what the resurrection means, verse 19. If only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. If while we live on this planet, the 40 or 50 or 20 or 80 or 90 years God gives us, if only for this life we hope in Jesus, we are to be pitied more than all men. I love the word transformation because the word transformation speaks about life and renewal and reconsecration. I love the word transformation. Causes me great joy. Let me take you to a wedding rehearsal on a Friday night. They drag themselves in. They've been working all day. It's the wedding rehearsal. But they are tired and their hair is tousled and they have their work jeans, their work shirts, and their work boots on. And then uh, the next afternoon, Saturday afternoon, there's a wedding. And I look at them and I cannot believe they're the same people I saw on Friday night. They are transformed. The tuxedos are on. The dresses are beautiful. The bride is all shiny and glowing. I can't believe it's the same people. A transformation has occurred. I used to drive down Cicero Avenue... uh, Ten, twelve years ago, there's one car dealership after another on Cicero Avenue. And all of a sudden, at the same moment in time, they all shut down. And for a decade, you would drive down that road in Crestwood, and you would see acre upon acre upon acre of concrete and broken beer bottles and all that good stuff. was so bad that I finally took a different route to get where I needed to go. Two years ago, bulldozers come in. They dig up all the concretes. And all of a sudden, there's buildings going up, beautiful buildings. And all of a sudden, there's landscaping all over the place. A transformation has occurred. I came up here on midnight on Good Friday. Turned on the lights, sat down in the pews, had some prayers. And as I looked at the altar, dark and foreboding and so sad as well it should be on Good Friday. And then yesterday afternoon, 12 noon, I came back into the building. I turned on the lights. And the magic performed by the altar guild is sitting in front of you. 
transformations. But let us get to more important matters. Let's talk about transformations of people. Here is an individual. He's angry all the time, all the time, all the time. Something happened in his youth. He's angry at work. He's angry at home. He's angry with the boss. He's angry with his wife. He's angry with colleagues. Angry all the time. People shudder as they wait for the sarcasm, the outburst, and the explosion. And then something extraordinary happens that no one can explain. Not the spouse when she's asked, not the children, not the people where it works, not the neighbors. Something unexplainable has happened. It wasn't medication and it wasn't a therapist. It was something not seen. God came uh, to that individual. God came to that individual. God inside of him. And like the thief on the cross and like trillions of people on the planet who have been touched by God, that individual has been uh, transformed. Not for a day or a week or a month. When's he going to go back to what he always was? Not for a day, a week, a month, but for the rest of his life. And the explanation, if you ask him, and the explanation, if you ask her, God came. God came. And everything changed. Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. God came, And a transformation occurs. That's his business. That's God's business. Taking the ordinary and making it extraordinary. 14-year-old David, he kills a nine-foot-tall giant called Goliath. 10,000 are fed with five loaves and two fish. Samson, his eyes blinded. He asks God for one more moment of his presence and strength. And they lean him against the pillars of the temple of Dagon and he pushes and the roof comes toppling down. God transforms the ordinary into the extraordinary. Bartimaeus sees the man crippled for 38 years. He walks, doesn't have to go to Alden's for rehab. He just walks. The lepers are cleansed. The disciples after Pentecost They are extraordinary in their mission for Jesus. They spend the rest of their lives preaching and teaching him. And they die torturous deaths. Extraordinary. Thief on the cross cursing him two hours later. Take me to heaven. Roman centurion. Four soldiers. Nail him to that wood. Six hours later, truly this was the Son of God. No one loves transformations more than I do. Transformations of space. And as Pastor Shower and I have seen in our long ministries, time and time again, transformations of people. Jesus said, John ten eleven. I have come that you might have life on this planet and that you might have it with great abundance because I transformed you. Romans 12, the Apostle Paul writes, Don't be conformed to the world. It's lust for power, it's sins, it's way of thinking. 
Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. By an operation done by the Holy Spirit emanating from the empty tomb. Where does the power come from? Where does the power come from? Anger conquered, addictions conquered, low self-esteem conquered, hatred conquered, besetting sin conquered, prodigal sons and prodigal daughters coming back to God by the millions. Where does the power come from? The tomb is empty. The energy, the force, the tsunami known as the Holy Spirit, where does he emanate from? He emanates from the empty tomb. Jesus is not here. He is risen uh, from the dead. John seven thirty eight. Jesus says to those who believe, streams of living water will flow forth from God. They'll flow forth from the empty tomb and they will come against you. And when they come against you, we pray they don't go to the side as if you're some blocked to the presence of God. We pray that those waters actually enter an individual. What happens then? Transformation happens then. But let me move you to this. Did Jesus die on the cross so Bartimaeus could see? Did Jesus hang on down the cross so ten lepers can be cleansed? Did Jesus die on the cross for those 35 miracles recorded and the thousands not recorded? Is that why he died on the cross? Is that why the tomb is empty? No. Let me ask you a question. Is Bartimaeus still alive? If you went over to the Holy Land on a tour and they say, this is a piece of the cross of Jesus and this is that and this is that, would someone say, that's Bartimaeus, he's still alive 2,000 years later? I don't think so. Did Bartimaeus die? Yeah, he did. Did the ten lepers who were cleansed, did they live another 20 years? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But did they die? Yes, they did. The crippled man who hadn't walked for 38 years, did he leave planet Earth? And the answer is yes. What happens then to them? If the tomb is not empty, if Christ be not raised from the dead, the preaching that we do is useless. I have wasted 20 minutes of your time. And you have wasted an hour and 10 minutes by the time you get out of here. And if Christ be not raised from the dead, forget taking communion. If Christ be not raised from the dead... All this talk about lepers and blind men and deaf men and demon-possessed men and angry men and the priests who wanted Jesus dead. All this talk is useless if he's not raised from the dead. Every miracle he did and every word he spoke is useless. If Christ be not raised from the dead, take out your Bibles when you get home and toss them. Because every word that Peter or Paul or Isaiah or David wrote, every manuscript that Martin Luther composed, every notes of music from Johann Sebastian Bach, not a single sermon ever preached by Spurgeon or Whitfield or Billy Graham. If Christ be not raised from the dead, 
Everyone who is ever born onto this earth is doomed. And then that incredible verse that hit me broadside two days ago. If only for this life we have hope in Jesus, we are to be pitied more than all men. If we only hope in Jesus for this life, we are to be pitied more than all men. Jesus did not rise from the dead. So the 10 years, the 20 years, the 40 years, the 80 years, the 103 years of your Edna Beckstein. Jesus did not raise himself from the dead so that while we live on this planet, we are blessed by him. He had a higher purpose. He had a higher purpose. When our heart beats its last and when our lungs breathe their last, we still live. He had a higher purpose. Jonathan, my son, lives. Dorothy, my mom, lives. Allert, my dad, lives. Jerry, Connie's dad, lives. Sandy lives. Bruce lives. Harry lives. Bill lives. Margaret lives. Mildred lives. Tony lives. I've celebrated 802 Easter's on this earth. And I've celebrated another 38 where it's on the calendar. This is Easter Sunday. Because every single time I ever did a funeral service, I used one verse. 840 times, one verse. John 11:25. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die, I ask you. Gathered here on Easter Sunday. Is cancer stronger than God? Is MS stronger than God? Is diabetes stronger than God? Is heart disease stronger than God? What took your loved one off this earth? That on Easter Sunday, we remind you, they still live. And you have God's power available to... What took your loved one off this earth? Stronger than God? I don't think so. He creates this universe out of nothing. His son dies on that cross and on the third day knocks on Satan's door. Give me my son. And without waiting for Satan to answer him, he raises his son from the dead. And because he lives... You here gathered who will not be here 50 years, 100 years from now, you still be living. And the ones who used to sit next to you on an Easter Sunday, who are no longer here, they are still living. Because God himself has emptied the tomb of his son. True story and I'm done. Seven years ago, 2011, Connie and I, England, Scotland, and Ireland. Jonathan had been gone two and a half years. We needed to get away. Finally, we thought we could. While we're there, bus tour. Never take a bus tour again. You get up at 4.30 a.m., your luggage got to be out there by 5 a.m. That ain't going to happen again. <laughs> 22 people on the tour. A gentleman... A doctor from the East. He was the life of the party. Joking around at 5 a.m. in the morning, joking around 10 o'clock at night. 
Last night we gathered together supper in a restaurant. God puts that man right across from me. And I'm talking to him. He said, my father just died. That's why we've taken this trip. I said, oh my goodness. Our son, I said, our son died two and a half years ago. That's why we're taking this trip. I said to him, where is your father? He said, he's in some human being. I said, what do you mean? He said, my father was reincarnated. He was a good man, so he's reincarnated as a human being. I said, what religion? He said, Hindu. I said, if he was a bad man, how would he have been reincarnated? A rock, a stone, a pebble, or a tree? I said to him, if your father reincarnated were to pass you on the sidewalk, would there be some vibe? Would you know it was him? He said, absolutely not. And then he asked me, what do you believe about your son? I said, I believe that he's alive up in heaven. And I believe that when my life is done, I'll be up there with him because we believe in Jesus Christ. He said to me, I wish I had the faith that you have. I wish I knew I would see my father again. I said to him, you can. The Bible. He said, Paul, no, I can't. I said, why not? He said, our family has practiced Hinduism for 300 years. I could never leave that faith. I said, yes, you could. <laughs> Do you understand? The older I get, more loved ones in heaven, more of you guys who I've been with for 30 years. Our health, our life situations. The older I get, the more do I realize why the tomb was empty. Not so that lives and circumstances can, can be transformed, which is God's great glory. Did not Jesus say, let the light from the empty tomb so shine forth from you that others may see the empty tomb in you and give glory to God? Did not Jesus say, that's how you use your life on this earth? But the older I get, and now with Mama in heaven six months ago, the older I get, I know why the tomb is empty. They still live. The most important verse in the Bible will close Easter Sunday. John eleven twenty five. 25. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. And whosoever lives and believes in me, are you ready? Shall never die. Because the tomb is empty. In our Savior's name, amen. Would you rise as we pray? May we celebrate Easter next Sunday, April the 8th. 
And may we celebrate it in the middle of the summer. And we, may we celebrate Easter on Christmas Day when Jesus is born. May there never be a moment that we live, Heavenly Father, that we do not feel the presence, the peace, and the strength of the risen Lord in our Savior's name. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.